What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here, as always, with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch of a Worcester, Brett. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. And per usual, we are stoked that you are here. But this episode, we are extra stoked because it has been a minute since we had to talk to you lovely people. We're back, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> we've uh, we both got some stuff settled in our personal lives. Ricky went ahead and got married. I got unhitched and got my stuff settled and we're ready to get rolling again. We're back in the game. We missed you, but... You know, we think you might have missed us more. Yeah, I mean, from what we've heard out on the mean streets of Worcester, it, you know, <laughs> people seem to, to to miss our voices, and we really appreciate that and you. It's true. So this episode, we're not we're not going to bring in any guests. We're just going to talk Ricky and I, you know, catch up basically. Let's figure out what the hell we've missed because it's been busy, even though we just haven't been talking about it. It's true. There's been a lot going on. I mean, like you kind of touched on, we both have had a bunch of personal life things happening um and you know there's always things happening in the world of blink 182 <laughs> yeah all right so before we talk about grand reunions <laughs> as you guys all know ricky and naomi got married so congratulations to the newlyweds but now that we're past that boring news blink 182's <laughs> back together the real reason we came back we figured if mark tom and travis could do it travis and ricky could do it as well <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially the same thing yeah, we're basically Blink-182, but that, you know, we're not Blink-182. Nobody is. So I didn't, I saw that the, the reunion happened, but I didn't hear why. Like, I what, wish I could just like do a cha-ching, ching, cha-ching, ching. Just oh, is that really? Opening. I mean, yeah, of course, why everything happens. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, with Marco getting cancer and, and they tend sure. to just break up and then they get only get back together after like a scary life thing happens. But we only a matter of time. Mark and cancer. Yeah. I mean, I think they've, well, Tom had it too. He had like a skin cancer a couple of years ago. But, but yeah, they, um, they really, they're just following the same, same formula, but it works. They're somehow a bigger band now than they were before. Um, and it gets me really excited that every time I look at TikTok, there's just like from the youngest age to the oldest age, people are making videos using their new song. And it just makes me so happy that Blink is like still so relevant and the tour is completely sold out and it, they're bringing Turnstile out, which is awesome. And That's it makes an me interesting happy pairing. A, Turnstile rules. And B, I love the fact that like they didn't bring out like a like a young blood or a mod son or you know one of those people that travis kind of developed into changing their yeah. career arc um <laughs> and, <laughs> i mean mod son technically was a rapper for a very long time he followed the same mgk formula he was just the more interesting rapper to listen to in my opinion um but yeah whatever not the time or the place to talk about mod son but um although if you listen to his like hip-hop stuff it was called hippie hop because he was like a hippie stoner rapper and it was just like the most perfect feel-good summer stuff okay well, i don't know i you've, was... you've named like three or four bands that i haven't heard of yet and that's <laughs> that's super exciting to me i haven't heard any of these bands yeah but yeah back to the blink thing yeah so take a turnstile out which i love because uh turnstile is the 
one of the bigger rock and roll bands in the they scene. they cross genres and they gain fans that like not typically how, hardcore fans that's how it's supposed to be yeah i never I, I don't like the like you know the like i'm a, I'm a turnstile loyalist it's like yeah dude me too i mean i used to see turnstile open for h2o upstairs at the palladium i get it i know they've 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 grown and become much better musicians but like the people who are like i no i'm i'm done i i don't you know you shouldn't be listening to turnstile it's like but when you were listening to turnstile you gave everybody shit for not listening to music like turnstile why are you now sad that mass numbers of people are listening to turnstile they they have like the most coveted opening slot for any tour of next year it's freaking incredible and I they don't it. need to open they're a big enough band that they could headline no problem yeah i might be going to see them this coming weekend they're they're doing well i mean they've sold out everything they've done for a couple of years now but they're doing two nights at uh is it roadrunner i don't know two nights at one of the i think it's at roadrunner that the big the place four year played the other night oh yeah they're doing that's, two nights there that show humongous talk about four year four nights at ralph's yes that's please. gonna be that's gonna be so sick yeah. fucking yes please I need to be at multiples of those. <laughs> I, I I will commit to one for sure. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see who they're gonna bring up because I imagine every night it's gonna be a different lineup. Probably. But this is gonna be so thing. But it's just gonna be like such a hometown show. It's gonna be nuts though. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna drink seven hundred million beers. For they're doing it upstairs, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because I mean be sick. They're big enough that they could build an outside setting if they wanted to try to fit in more people in the parking lot. But I don't think that's the point. I am just guessing here. Um, but well, I mean, I mean, you're not going to put a, play an outdoor show in December, end of December. You have no idea what that weather is going to look like. Although there's Again, enough people wasting plastic bottles that it might be. That's kind of what I'm saying. If you plan <laughs> for it and you protect the stage, you could you could make people come out rain or shine or snow and they would that still would do it. Sick. How fucking cool would it be to see four years strong and actually have a snowball fight? Um, yeah, you're like, no, thank you. Cause I'm, it's, yeah, it's I don't Ralph's do and there's snow. rocks. I, yeah. I don't do I know It's only a matter of time until somebody throws a Miller, Miller high life bottle or something. Oh yeah. But no, I'm excited for it being upstairs. I think it'd be cool. Um, I potentially have a friend who has an extra ticket to one of the shows. So there's a, very good already on sale yeah they went on sale last night and sold out very 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 quickly (laughs) obviously god damn but i have a buddy who bought two tickets and potentially might be selling me his other one um so i possibly am going to go to one of them well i will i'll find a way to at least one of these shows but i would like to be at multiple multiples of these yeah that's where i'm at now holy crap i didn't realize the tickets had already gone up and sold out already yeah, I think it sounds like what they did was they gave out flyers at last night's show in Boston as oh, kind of like a heads up cool. that they were doing it. Um, I mean, I may have heard from the grapevine that this was a possibility of happening, um, but I didn't know when or if or if it when it was going on sale. I didn't know any yeah. of that. I just heard some some uh, some rumors, but some rumblings, way, as it were, some rumblings. Um, but yeah, it's going to be so sick. I'm, I love when bands do stuff like this. I think it's the coolest thing ever. It also makes so much sense they're not playing a play a classic downstairs palladium show. They just oh. did that newfound glory show back in the summer. 
than they did Boston last night. That's a lot of people in a short amount of time in a not very large uh, area Market. of the state. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, one, yeah. they're two two huge markets, but you know, you're not going to do. You wouldn't do another almost three thousand person show in a month. It makes no sense. They so. could though. You know, they would they would sell out because it's a holiday show because it's a tradition. But that yeah. said, I like that they've switched it up, and now yeah, we're, we're post COVID. Like to bring it back home to Ralph's or home so much as to bring it back to a local setting, I think yeah. is super fucking cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. I'm excited. I mean, I talking about cool. bands doing cool shit, I'm I'm still bummed we both missed that no trigger show behind the sundown. Oh, I know. I know that looked absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm hoping there's more of those types of things that are gonna happen. I mean, now since I painted that mural, it's hopefully it gonna so be good. a Thank you. Thank you very much. That's one of my talking points. And I just kind of subtly uh, snuck in there. I like um, it. Same yeah. Bitch. Uh, super stoked the opportunity to work with Sean and paint that sundown mural, uh, which was just your classic kind of 80s or 70s vibe sunset geometric shapes, big circle with stripes. Uh, big shout out to Nikki Erskine, my lovely girlfriend and Legend. Sean for helping me out. And David, David's a dude that helps Sean out. So David helped me out too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks, looks really great. Cool. I, I mean, I stopped in to see you like maybe the first day you were doing it. It was very early in the process, and then I didn't get a chance to pop back in. And then like, was it last week? Whenever the the dead horse taco truck thing yeah, was happening, that was I know Halloween you were there the first in November. Night. Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, I ended up going that second night. Um, and it it's just like the vibe back there having that not be a white wall that looks like it's a construction zone um it's so nice like it, it really 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 sets like a real cool vibe back there there was people there was a food truck the tree was looking nice the lights were on it was like a very throwbacky almost dive bar feel. yeah dude i've it's, it has felt closer and closer to that that beautiful thing we had back there and yeah. i mean big props to sean sean's put a lot of effort both it's Sean Woods and, and Sean Courtney uh, put a bunch of effort in there, but it looks it looks cool with the lights and it looks works with the colors and stuff. Um, I was there for Jenny's surprise party, which was oh, absolutely I bananas. I was trying to be at that and I just ran out of time. Ricky, it was the weirdest collection of people I've ever seen in one room here in the city. Like I knew it was going to be a weird night because as I was walking down, I just look over and Mayor Petty is just like sprawled out in a chair in the back <laughs> we're all waiting for jenny waiting for the call but yeah there were politicians there were you know local scene kids marcus and katie were there just like everybody all the homies were there oh i know i was i saw a couple of things on instagram story and i was like you know i wish i was able to make it but yeah no respect i mean yeah, you were a little busy at the time but yeah. secondly uh <laughs> It speaks to who Jenny is and like how many different areas she touches. Yeah. She's been helping me out with some stuff with Hunchback Graphics too, which is I'm super pumped about. Right. Yeah. She's been kind of doing some project management stuff for us and trying to do some client handling. I don't know what's working awesome. so far. Yeah. I'm stoked to have her. I mean, not many people uh, can kind of walk into any room and, and kind of command it or at least know, I don't know, 99% of the people in there. Uh, and Jenny is definitely one of them. And she's so like nonchalantly cool about it. She, I don't know. We were at an oh, event last cooler. night. Yeah. 
we were in an event last night down at Mechanics Hall. And when she walked in, there was like three or four people that all wanted to flock to Jenny to say hello to her. <laughs> That's all. Anyway, it was cool. I haven't been to Mechanics Hall in forever. Dude, so I, I've never seen a show. And then in the past two weeks, I've seen two concerts there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Nikki bought me tickets for Abigail Washburn and Bela Fleck, which is absolutely phenomenal. That's cool. Yeah, they're a husband and wife. Uh, folk musicians. They both play banjo. And is it is Bela Fleck in like the Flecktones? Is that a thing? Yeah, okay. that's exactly a thing. He's, oh, yeah. he's the leader of the Flecktones. Yeah, so he's he's taken the banjo and kind of progressed it way past its I don't know its folk or bluegrass roots. Made it jazz. Has made it played it around Africa. But this oh, particular cool. yeah oh god, throw it on your heart. It's one of my favorite movies, documentaries of all time. It's just so cool. Uh, but uh, she, uh, Abigail Washburn, at one point, just a cappella sang from the middle of the stage. And with the way Mechanics Hall acoustics work, she filled the room vocally. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really powerful because the, the song she was singing was all about a miner's son and, I don't know, troubled times. And just hearing it echo off the back wall and then hearing like the tone in her voice. I'm giving myself goosebumps just thinking about it. That's so dope. And then contrasting that with last night, sorry, I don't mean to talk over you, but contrasting that with last night, last night was a celebration of just like Afro cultural, I don't know, groups. They had like groups from the Caribbean, groups from um, like Crocodile River music, which represent uh, South Africa and Western Africa, I believe. But it was this cool, just like combination put on by Vanessa Hoga of Guardians of Tradition. And they had dance and they had costumes and they had music. And it was such like a cool contrast. Like the whole night started with Issa from Crocodile River Music just playing his djembe. And people were talking and then he just walks out and starts hitting the drum. And everybody just goes quiet and listens to him play. And then like he's walking around a baby and he's doing a big show of how he's playing soft around the baby and then powering it back up for when he gets. It was it was so cool. That's so sick. What were you saying? Sorry, I was was on a roll. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I've only been there like maybe twice. I think I went to like a graduation or something there for somebody. They, I feel like I went there, or it was some something like that. And then I saw um there's this band called Good Old War. They're okay. you know Anthony Green. Yeah. From like Circus Survive and stuff. Yeah. I'm his solo project, his backing band is almost always Good Old War. Um, and then they kind of like went on and did their own thing and they put out like a, I don't know, maybe three or four records. Maybe, well, maybe more than that now, but I think I kind of fell off after the third one, but they're so, so good. Just like three dudes harmonized, like more acoustic-y based music, um, okay. but it's like just beautiful. Some of the best songs I've ever, ever heard in my life. And they, one of the guys from that band ended up marrying the daughter of Oh man, the Curlin music. One of the music stores that w- the owner passed away. This was like maybe ten years ago, um, and they did like a fundraising show for him at Mechanics Hall, and Good Old War played, and there was maybe like I don't know a hundred people there. Like it was really. Small. Are they a was- local band? No, they're from Philadelphia. And why the hell did they play Mechanics Hall? Um, it was like a charity thing for one of the guys married the daughter 
from of the guy who owned i think Curlin music one of the one of the local music shops okay that's the part i couldn't make the connection that makes sense yeah so they they play it was just that i don't even think there was like an opener it was a very like one-off thing um and it was awesome it was really really cool and it was so sick to hear those songs like in a probably the most beautiful room at least in the city (laughs) it's just it's so nice well, we we learned during the show that Bela has a picture of Mechanics Hall on a screensaver in his basement that goes on the computer where they have their studio because oh, it's cool. one of his favorite rooms to play. That's so sick. I mean, it is grandiose with those large portraits of the presidents and just like all the old style architecture and with That's the way sick. the acoustics work. It's a cool room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would like to see more eclectic things in there. Yeah. I don't know, whatever, fine. Okay, we'll do a live show from Mechanics Hall. Who fucking, whatever they want. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, the thing that I'm seeing more, that gets me more excited is the stage over at the, uh, the off the rails. Mm. It seems like they built a really cool That's stage. Sick. I haven't I mean, been down it's, there. It's is no it Mechanics good? Hall, but nothing is. Yeah, I get it, um, I get it. It's cool. I haven't actually seen a show in there, but I went um, last week to do trivia and the woman who hosted trivia i guess works there too so she like kind of brought us in there and showed us the space and stuff because the last time i was in there it wasn't even open yet it wasn't even oh. built. i knew i went to off the rails like i think i went like i went to like a friends and family night when they first were about to open and then i went maybe one or two more times after that but it was all kind of you know it was pre-extension sure, um sure and I haven't really been able to go back since. And then we just went for trivia last Tuesday and it was so sick. And the the space looks beautiful. And there's like, oh, you know who played? Um, so I thought it was like only country, like up and coming country. So bands. I thought so too. But then I saw the Wootenanny guys having comedy shows there. Yeah, there's a comedy and like uh, Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears played there last month. And I didn't know about it until dude, I have learned about so many bands from this specific episode. There's no they're the best band ever. Like they're give me a genre, give me anything. It's like funk blues rock music. Like it's it's really hard to explain. They like there's like horns, but it's like a smaller band, and they're like just this like funky bluesy thing. Like, oh, they're so fucking good. There's this uh like Sugarfoot is one of their bigger songs. They got a song called Booty City, which I I played a lot of it at the dive bar. It was like perfect for that room. It just it fit the whole vibe of the dive. And then I've just always wanted to see Black Joe Lewis, and I've never been able to make it happen. And then to find out that they played Worcester and it's like five minutes from my house, and it was I didn't know about it, it was like pretty heartbreaking. So I will be paying closer attention to what's going on. Um but there's a band called it's like MG40 or MG80 or something. They're like a blues rock band from Boston. They're like okay. pretty big, I guess. And they're playing there in December. I'm going to try to possibly make that show happen. It's the night before Midtown and the movie life. And I don't know if I have it in me to do two shows in a row. So Damn, <laughs> sir, you're busy. Although they're very different. but You get this new job in the industry and you get real back in shows quick, huh? I haven't. Well, I haven't been to a show since I started working there, I don't think. I don't what was the last show I went to. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I went to the Wonder Years, but that was just a that would had nothing to do with work. That was a I wanted to go see the Wonder Years. <laughs> yeah. 
that's I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, the one uh, fireworks. Shout out fireworks. Uh, and if you're listening, they're not listening, but I fucking love fireworks. I'm so happy they're back together. I so I, th- I thought they broke up. That's funny. I didn't know they were back they together. Did. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a full. Well, it's definitely not a full time thing, but it was a. Uh, they toured with the Wonder Years, and that was like my whole, my whole like 2012, 13, 14, and most of 15 were probably spent going to see those two bands as much. Oh, so just a fun fact for our listeners, I have been slowly accumulating like tracks from some of these bands we've talked about tonight and other bands that we've talked about and our jams of the week uh, playlist on Spotify that I'll put up in our Instagram, uh, whatever oh, the yeah. thing, link tree. So if you want to listen to these songs, we'll add more. It'll be just like the old dive bar playlist. And we'll always Ooh, take which suggestions. Does still exist. And we can like, get that. Of course it's I listen to it. Probably more than anything else. <laughs> As a Spotify playlist? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, we, sh- we should put that up on the thing too. We can, Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it up. There's two. There's like the slow dive for like the 6 to 9 p.m., which was like bluesy and had like a kind of like a slower vibe to it for like the older people who would come in and get a beer after work and like a chicken sandwich. Excuse me. Um, oh, and then there was the the 9 to 2 plus. The turned um, up playlist where it was lit maybe it'll be from our website maybe that's what it'll be it'll probably be easier for me to just put a bunch of links from there oh yeah people look at it i saw somebody screenshot something today to give us some shit on twitter and i was like wow you actually went to our website (laughs) that's awesome really yeah (laughs) what they like when we post updates uh no they went there um let me i'll tell you what they what they screenshot it was some lady whose name is uh johanna 508 and she screen she screenshot the like the picture where like when you first get to okay yeah that one and it the part that's like seltzer time started by cracking cans on instagram and has bubbled into a champion for small businesses and innovative people and she highlighted the champion for small businesses and she's like i'm just confused by this i was like what's there to be you could scroll through our instagram and see that we pretty much only post about small businesses, but Worcester Twitter's weird. There's like, you know, the fun characters that just think they know everything, including me. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was a weird, it's a weird time. But somehow it is... we inadvertently became like the bad guy. But it's we're only the bad guy to the people who have like one or two followers, and they started their Twitter account like. 41 minutes ago and they basically just started it to try to start shit but i'm like you can't I, i'm not gonna fight with you <laughs> also like your value your argument is very invalid i'm so fascinated weird i made one one little comment because i saw a tweet from uh somebody if you google this tweet you can find out who it was um but they basically were blaming the restaurants closing and they're all the restaurants that are closing in like the canal district area. They tweeted out and they're like, Oh great. Another canal district closing another canal district business or small business. I'm going to say canal district, whatever, but they were like in the, in the city's not going to step in or, and, or, and city hall is crickets or something like that. And I was just like, you do understand that's not how businesses work. Right. And to be fair, this guy definitely knows how businesses work. Um, very much so. He's just a little brat about 
this for some reason. I don't know. That's weird. Interesting. I'm I'm looking through. I missed all this. Yeah. So a little re little recap. So a whole bunch of places are closing. Um down and a lot of the ones that have been that have like been announcing re- recently are located in the canal district mostly like the green street area thing um so of course the people who don't even go to those establishments instantly start blaming like the ballpark or the city not really taking into account like you know people's shopping habits are drastically different like i don't really go to restaurants that much anymore if i do i get takeout but i come home and like restaurants don't make that much money on food they make a lot of their money on alcohol sales which we i don't even know if you can still buy alcohol to go i have no idea but either way like you're not going to a restaurant there's not as many people going to restaurants and sitting there and having you know two three four drinks and a meal they're getting food and they're taking it home right it's also i have no idea why any of those businesses closed it sucks because i would frequent most of them we've had most of them on this show yeah (laughs) Um, which so it really sucks and they're very nice people and i enjoy those establishments a lot but it's just kind of how it goes like there's this weird thing about that neighborhood and i remember it very well from not only doing this podcast but also like working in that neighborhood for two different companies um and there was this weird like all oh, the ballparks coming in fuck yeah it's gonna bring all these people downtown but like in this this the blame is on everybody it's not just on like the, the ballpark people and it's not just on the small businesses who kind of fell for like the trap but i mean like nobody wanted to just like sit back and think about the fact that it's just minor league baseball like it's not family right. park you're getting at most you're getting you're getting just under 10,000 people and they're coming from other towns and they're going inside to watch a baseball game and to bring their kids to a baseball game not to like go get dinner at a bar and yes there's a bar scene but like you need to entice people to go in like you're given this opportunity you're given 10,000 faces to get in front of they're not just going to walk into your business because you're there that's not how it works that's not how it works in any city you have to like try hard and it's a mixture of like there's a lack of that understanding um there's a there is a lack of parking the city keeps releasing that thing where it's like there's actually plenty of parking spots there isn't that's bullshit everybody knows that it's an eyeball test it's a very simple eyeball test there wasn't enough parking down there before sure as fuck isn't enough parking down there now it's also a thing that people keep forgetting the ballpark is literally only open for like five months yeah which means for more than half the year there's plenty of fucking parking you know so you can't really blame that there's also the part you know the park's not taking people away from these businesses for almost seven full months so it's it's a cheap excuse it's just part of life like covid hit and it really fucked up the the restaurant industry some of these places closed before and some of them were able to sustain but they couldn't make that money back because people's buying habits changed. That's how um, it goes. And I, I mean, newsflash, there have been people struggling to find uh, employees for they that also, type yeah, of they work. They also can't hire people All because now the there's place. more work from home jobs. So those people who like had to be a server or a bartender or whatever now have a different way that they can make money. 
That's a lot of them transitioned in the pandemic yeah. and now they're pursuing different careers. Yeah. Like I was a bartender before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like, guess who's not a bartender anymore? <laughs> like things change. And instead of there, there just isn't like that industry is, is, and it's not a Worcester thing. It's just an industry thing, but like, it's really, really hard for that industry to adapt because things have like always been this way. And that's kind of like the death now. When you say it's always been this way and you don't want to change, like you're not going to succeed yeah. in any business. And especially that one where buying habits change and people refuse to accept it. And now you're seeing a harsh reality. Also, if I owned a bit a building down there and some crazy person wanted to offer me way more money than it was worth, fuck yeah, I'm selling. Like, that's what's gonna happen. That's what happens that's in every city, everywhere. And like, for some reason, we're not allowed to celebrate like the person who owns the business or who owns the building, whether they're a small business or not, you're not allowed to celebrate them selling their business or their building and making money and doing like living the American dream. But you're you are allowed to celebrate like a restaurant. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why do we draw that line at the, the, the restaurant? But why don't we? Why is it not okay for the person who owns the business they, or the building? They bought it. They invested in the building and then they want to make their money back as they should. They have the right to do that. Somebody sure. tweeted at us last night and they were like, why does the business that, uh, what the hell would they say? It was like, why does the business that is like public, hold on, I'm going to look it up because it was like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody probably just trolling us, but I, just I like, was, I was reading through the Twitter. What's funny is that the kid you were talking to today once offered to edit our podcast for free because he wanted to be part of our show. That's amazing. So I if, love... you, if you tweeted at him being like, Hey, remember that time you wanted to edit our podcast? It would be really goddamn funny. Oh, I'm not even going. I mean, they all listen. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Like they all, all of them yeah. listen to the show. It, it's just, it's a, it's kind of weird. Oh, here it is. Why should businesses that serve the public not be owned by the public? What the fuck like, does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's A, I'm pretty sure they're just trolling us, but B, it's just like the dumbest take you can possibly have, even if it is just a troll. It's like, um, have you ever like thought about anything in your entire life? Like that's not how anything works. That's no, that's how the Worcester Free Fridge works. Dr. Maria Ravelli, go donate some food and you could take all the food you want because that's the way yeah. the fucking thing works. Yeah. But they're not, that's not a business. You know what oh, I mean? that's exactly like, it. It's not going to be a business. It's going to be a charity. Yeah. It's just like the dumbest. I love Twitter. Well, I don't love Twitter anymore. It's very much a hellscape. But I, there's like a real patheticness that comes with Worcester Twitter, in my opinion. Um, it kind of, I was thinking about it last night. I was like listening to this playlist and I had the Sex Pistols on it. And it had me thinking, like, the Sex Pistols get way too much credit for being a good band because they're not. They're a shit band. They put out one record. That was it. It's not even that good. It has two singles that are good. Like, they're fine. And it has, like, a good song. And then that's pretty much it. But for some reason, they're lucky enough to get grouped in with, like, the Ramones. And then, like, the Clash are the greatest. But it just like blows my mind that everybody who whispered Twitter pretty much just they use like the sex, but they're the sex pistols of of opinions. Like they have two opinions. The ballpark ruined everything or the city ruined everything. 
Like that's it. They don't talk about anything else. They don't have the ability or the skill to do literally anything else except blame the ballpark. And it's like, you know, there's like 98% of a city that's happening too, right? Like all these businesses could also reopen in other parts. Are you going to go and support them? Probably not because you're all worthless people, really, who just bitch and moan. And this is what you do all day. You don't actually support any small. And then they want to come at us. And I'm like, that's literally all we do is support small business. Before we get too far away from it, I'm pretty sure the Sex Pistols were credited about bringing punk rock to the UK. But I don't give a fuck. They're still not good. They put out one record. It doesn't matter. Okay, I'll credit these guys. You brought being a whiny brat about one thing to Twitter. And actually, you didn't. You just took somebody else's formula. Sex Pistols Uh, are so good. Just loud noise. It's good. Just, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It holds. It's fine. But it's, you'll never be the clash, Worcester Twitter. You'll never be the clash. No matter right. how, no matter how many big words you try to use. With that, we're going to end this episode. You can find <laughs> us at seltzertime.com. Find us everywhere you find podcasts, obviously. Find me on Instagram at Hunchback Travis. Uh, you guys can find me at uh, DickShock77. Seltzer Town official listening to the new Taylor Swift record. Oh shit, the new No Trigger record also came out since the last time we recorded an episode, and it's awesome. Oh yeah, we're gonna and catch up more. It's, this this catch up rec- uh, continues next week, so be there. Yeah, be there, and we'll see you guys. Uh, you know, at the small businesses that most of Worcester Twitter does not support. Goodbye. Bye.